All right, I thank God for this privilege to be able to minister to you all. I thank the leadership of the Youth and Pension Ministry for this opportunity to share the word. Today's topic will be manifesting your position in Christ as a child of God. And the text is taken from Romans 8:19 and it reads, "For the creation waits in eager expectation for the children of God to be revealed." The creation waits in eager expectation for the children of God to be re- revealed. Our topic says manifesting. What is manifesting? To manifest means to display, to show, to demonstrate. The world that we're living in is the creation. The creation. And they're waiting for believers, cr- Christians, God's children to rise up, appear, shine forth, display and show and demonstrate their position in Christ Jesus. God has given us the tools that we need as children mm-hmm. of God on this mm-hmm. earth. All we need to do is activate it through the power of the Holy Spirit. And yeah. what are some of these tools? Prayer, the word, fasting, <clears throat> holiness, righteousness, spiritual gifts, mm-hmm. worship, and and many other things. So what are some ways we can manifest the um our position as children of God? Or what does that even mean? How? One way living a life of holiness and righteousness. Mm. The Bible says in Psalms 989 verse 14, that righteousness and justice are the foundation of God's throne and love and faithfulness go before him. The Bible also says that we are the righteousness of God. So once we've come to Christ, God has made us righteous. And because of that, he enables us to live that life of righteousness. So that means whatever we are doing, our life we justify everything that we're doing based off the word of god it is not on your own human thinking it is not your ideologies it is not because what you've been taught culture it is based off the word of god that is your standard yes. for righteousness so as believers we are called to live in righteousness why because we are living in a crooked and perverse generation the yeah. bible says that the whole world lieth in wickedness We're living in a lawless and godless society. Today people don't even want to hear God. You talk about God it becomes a problem. But as believers, God is calling us to display righteousness. People must see a difference in us. The world yes. must see a difference in us. Wherever we find ourselves, they must see that this person is moral. This person is not trying to follow the ways of this world. Bible says that in Ephesians 1:4 for he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight so god has already predestined his children to be holy and to be blameless so we have no excuse he has given us what his power the holy spirit so it's not like you are waking up and you're becoming righteous on your own the lord is enabling enabling you all you have to do is to connect All you have to do is ask him and he will grant it unto you. Number 2, another way that we can manifest our position in Christ is through um godly character. If you read Galatians 5:22 to 23, the Bible says what? That the fruit of the Holy Spirit is what? Love, is joy, it's peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness and self-control. These are the godly characteristics God is looking for his children to emulate. When people see you, can they see you carrying the fruit of the Holy Spirit? 
or are you carrying some other uh, um, characteristic that is not within the word of the Lord? As Christ-like people, as Christians, God is calling us to bear these fruits. The Bible says that what? You will know them by what? The fruit, the fruit that they bear. And so God is looking for us to access the fruits of the spirit and live those things in our day-to-day -day lifestyle. Number three, using your lifestyle as a form of evangelism is a way of manifesting your position in Christ. Many people, some people, they're not going to pick up a Bible to learn about Christ. They're going to look at you who professes to be a believer. They're going to see, look at you and say, what is the difference between this person and the person of the world? What makes them so different? What makes this, this Christianity so attractive to, to, to want to come and give their life to Christ? And so our lifestyle must emulate the very nature and characteristic of Christ Jesus. If you read Matthew 3, 8, it says, Prove by the way you live that you have repented of your sins and turned to God. Prove by the way that you live. So what does that mean? You are bearing fruit that are in alignment with the word of the Lord. You are bearing fruit that attest that indeed you have been born again. You have been transformed. You know, salvation is an inward, first it's an inward transformation, and then it's an outward result as well. So you can't just say that I've been saved and then we don't see the fruit. We must see the fruit that you have been saved as a believer. So the Bible, so um, if we look in the Bible, it says that Romans 12, 12, 2 says that we should not conform to the patterns of the world, but be transformed by the renewing of our minds that we will be able to attest, to test, approve what God's will is good, pleasing, and perfect. We live right now where many people want to conform to the world. They want to be like the world. Oh, because this is the new trend. This is the popular culture. So we want to copy it. But we have to ask ourselves, are these things giving glory to the Lord? Are these things emulating the very nature of Christ? Are these things drawing people to Christ? Or is it are people seeing us to be like the other people in this world? God wants us to not conform to the things of this world. If we are able to keep this at the back of our mind, we will be able to manifest his glory. That I believe this is one of the things in our generation that is hindering us from manifesting as Christians. We want to be called Christian, but we don't want to do the things that are, are, are Christ-like, you know? But God says that if you've, been, if you've been brought into the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ, you must be set apart. Set yeah. apart means to be what? Consecrated. You are different. You don't do the things that other people are doing. Because why? You have made your life as an altar. You have dedicated yourself to God and said, Lord, I use my life to glorify you. We look at the Bible. We know the story of Hannah. Hannah was praying for a child. And she was um, believing God for a child. And God gave her Samuel. And, and she said that I'm going to give Samuel unto the Lord. I'm going to dedicate him to the Lord. And so for his whole life, he is going to follow the Lord. And so what did she do? He went to go live in the house of Eli. And that began the moment for Samuel to begin to walk in, in the, the power and the glory of the Lord. So that's what it means. Dedicating your whole life, your whole being, your whole everything to God without compromise in order to, to see the glory of the Lord in our lives. 
And then number four, another way we can manifest our position in Christ Jesus is using the gifts that God has given to us to enhance the kingdom both in the church and outside of the church. So what are these gifts? We have the spiritual gifts. So what the, the gifts of speaking in tongues, the gift of word of knowledge, the gift of interpretation of tongues, and many other spiritual gifts. If you read, um, I believe, Second Corinthians, they're all listed. And then you have the natural gifts. Naturally, God has given some of us um, gifts. We are naturally good at things. For some of us, we're good at talking. Some of us, we're good at singing. Some of us, we're good at doing some other things. But God wants us to use all of these gifts to what? Bring glory unto him. So, if, for example, if God is giving you the gift of talking, you use that talking gift, what? To encourage people. To what? To, to share the word with other people. You don't use that mouth to what? To talk and just run your mouth or whatever the case may be. You make sure that whatever you're doing is glorifying God. If you get get gift of singing, you use your voice to glorify God. What? You are singing godly music. You, you are praying in the spirit and asking God, Lord, give me songs that I can conduct of my own to be able to give out to this world. We look at these amazing singers God has given to this gen generation. Mercy Chimo, we have Dunson, we have all these, Nathaniel Bassi, all of these people, they dedicated their lives to the Lord and they dedicated their gift to the Lord. And look at how God is using them. God can do the same with us. All we have to do is avail ourselves. If we read Proverbs 18, 16, the Bible says that a man's gift opens doors for him and brings him what before great men. So let's look at the Bible. We look at Joseph. The Bible said that Joseph had what? Joseph had the gift of interpreting, interpreting, um, interpreting dreams. And that brought him out of the prison into the palace and to become a prime minister out of the prison, into the palace, in, into becoming a prime minister. That, that is a big thing by itself. So your gift may be the resource someone needs to solve their problem, to maybe bring about deliverance, to what? To bring revival. If we look at the story of Esther, why, what did God tell Esther? God told Esther that, Esther, if you don't rise up and stand in the gap of your, for your people, I'm going to send somebody else to come and do the job for you. God is waiting for us to use the things he's given to us or else he will replace us. And we don't want that. We want to tell God that God, we appreciate all that you've given to us. We, we want to let the world know that who we are and what we have, it is because of God. And that alone will draw people to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Right now, why is it that people are... Are, are, there's like an identity crisis. They don't know who they are. They are going to so many places trying to figure out so many different things. Why? They haven't discovered the giftings of God in them. They haven't discovered what God has given to them. So as believers, we don't have an excuse. All we have to do is what? Seek the face of the Lord. Let God use us. God, ask him, Lord, what is it that you've given to me? How can I use my gift to help the church? to help um, the outside of the four corners of the church. It doesn't really have to be in the church, but we have to seek to know, to yearn. You have been destined for greatness. God has yes. put something inside of you. You need Amen. to seek him to know you are not useless. You are not Mom. worthless. You have a purpose. 
You have a destiny to fulfill. And if you don't become intimate with God, if you don't ask that God, I'm not leaving my quiet time. Mm. I'm not leaving my place, my my, my consecrated area until you show me what I've been created to do. That is the place we must get to. That is the place where we must seek to be intimate with God so that our whole life brings glory unto God. And so that whatever you are doing becomes unique to you. No one can say that you you are trying to be like somebody else. No, you know what God has given to you and you're manifesting and walking in that gifting. Mm. Amen. Amen. Number five, another way we can become uh, uh, manifest the, the power and the glory of God is what? It's to stand bold for the truth of God. Mm. That we shouldn't be swayed by different doctrines and ideologies contrary to the word of God. If we read Ephesians 4.14, it says that then we will no longer be immature like children. We won't be tossed and blown about by every wind of new teaching. We will not be influenced when people try to trick us with lies so clever that the truth, the sound, that it sounds like the truth. Ephesians 4.14. So even right now, we're living in a world where we're we're hearing so many things. They have so many like different types of what Christianities right now that people are trying to conform like the world. People are trying to do things that are just contrary to the doctrines of the God's word. And God is calling us that as believers, we may, we must rise up and stay true to the word of the Lord. So why do we need to manifest our position in Christ? Why is this important? Because realize that we're living in a fallen world. The world doesn't like us. The Bible says that friends with the world is enemy with the Lord. So in order for us to be confident in what God has given to us, we must demonstrate his glory and his power. We must manifest what the Lord has given to us in the mighty name of Jesus. Believers who manifest their position in Christ attract the attention of the world because Mm -hmm. they have some godly qualities and supernatural abilities that make them stand out. The the worldly systems need you in positions to influence, to lead, to solve their problems, and to champion innovation. The world needs us. We need to be making the decisions in the top government um, um, uh, um, uh, officials. We can't sit here Ouch. and allow unbelievers, lawless mm. people, godless people to be making decisions for us. We must mm. rise up in your work, mm. in your school, in your yeah. job, wherever you uh, find yourself. Ba, 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 speak ba. up. Speak up. Don't sit there and allow unbelievers to make decisions that are contrary mm. to the word of the Lord. We must rise up. God has given us the tools that we need. And how are we going to be able to do this? I thank God for today what we are praying. Prayer will push us into our destiny. Prayer is going to push us to position ourselves to manifest the glory of the Lord. What is prayer? Prayer is divinity interacting with humanity. Mm. It's when the angels come down and begin to take our answers and begin to do things that are mind-blowing in this world. God uses the prayer of his people to perform signs and wonders on this earth. And God is a God of principle. He is not going to do anything unless a man prays. So he is waiting on you and I. He is not going to raise up Elijah from the dead or Daniel from the dead. We are the Elijahs. 
We are the devil. We are the giants. And lastly, James 5.16, verse 17 says, Elijah was was human as we are. Yet when he prayed earnestly that no rain would fall, none fell for three and a half years. Then when he prayed again, the sky sent down rain and the earth began to yield this crop. My sister, my brother, may God bless you. And I pray that the fire of prayer will be ignited in you. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Let's give glory to God. Give glory to God. Give glory to God, somebody. Glory to God. Give glory to God. And what do we say to our dear sister? God bless you.